Start the show, Housen. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the hour where there's nothing left to prove. Experimental lack of concern. It's your perfect world being heard. This is the maniacal hour. Pure 100% underground. Powered by the emotion of self-passion. This is how we get down. Sunday, January 30th, 2022. The Royal Rumble is behind us. We are on the road to WrestleMania, and you are listening to The Blow-Off, presented by the Hameen Media Group, channelattitude.com. I am your host, Dr. Jargo, PhD, and I am joined alongside, that's right, we found him, ladies and gentlemen. He's back from his excursion with Dan Housen. He's the man from the PWC. He's the COVID kid, the boy from Down Under. He's my man, Jimmy T. Housen. Welcome back to your show, my friend. How are you? I'm um, I'm great, Housen. I think. I mean, dude, I did go on location to find out more about Dan Housen, and yes. boy, did I go down a rabbit hole. Yeah, it Seriously. looks like, it looks like you went down a rabbit hole. Went down a couple of rabbit holes. We're going to talk about Dan Housen and the Ass Boys in here in in just a minute. Of course, we had the Royal Rumble last night. It's been a crazy week inside of pro wrestling, Jimmy T. I'm sitting here and I'm going, I'm, I'm trying to do the, the last second prep for the show. And I'm like, okay, what do I want to lead with? Do I want to lead with Dan Housen? What the hell else happened on Dynamite? Because on, let's see, on Thursday, I did four podcasts. And then on Friday, I did Rampage Uncaged while you were on location. And then on Saturday, I did the, the Rad Rob throwback show. I did the preview show and the post show for the Royal Rumble. And now I'm sitting here for the blow off. And I was like, crap, what the hell even happened on AEW Dynamite this week? I better go look that up. Oh, yeah. Cody Rhodes and Sammy Guevara. That happened on Wednesday night. It's just there's been so much content this week. My head's spinning trying to remember what have I talked about with who, about what, and when. I feel you, man. I, I totally understand where you're coming from. And yeah, man, it, it's been a wacky, crazy sort of week in wrestling. And back to Dynamite, though, I felt that show was, I don't know, man, a little disappointing. Maybe, or should I say, shithousing? It was it kind was of very shithousing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it, and was... it continues to be more disappointing um, because Cody Rhodes and Sammy Guevara, of course, they start off Dynamite. They bury everything that you're going to see on the rest of the show. Um, there's no selling. It's a, a ladder match for the undisputed TNT championship, which never should have been a, a thing to begin with. And the match goes 23 minutes, Jim, 23 minutes, like almost a quarter of the show devoted to this God awful ladder match. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. There were some really cool spots. Like oh, I, no, I thought absolutely. they did some really cool stuff in the match, but as absolutely. a match, I didn't like it at all. And then freaking Meltzer went and gave it five stars. I am I just 
that out of touch at this point that like I was watching that and I thought it was like a three and three quarter star match. I thought it was a fine TV ladder match where they were just trying to get in as much shit as they possibly could. And they just didn't sell anything. I mean, even the RKO off of the ladder, (laughs) they sold for about 15 seconds and, and that was it. And then they moved on to the next spot. Am I crazy? I hated this ladder match. No, you're not crazy, Jago. First of all, let me just start off with saying, what was the point of Cody actually winning the TNT Championship in the first place? I I, I don't know, Housen. Can you ex- explain that like, I mean, to me? Because I because I had thought we were going with the ultimate tweener, right? Like Cody's going to keep a hold of the title so that both faces and heels can challenge him. He can do the ultimate tweener thing. And, and that's where we go forward with Cody. I... I don't know what we're doing now. I don't, I don't know where Cody goes from here because I feel like Cody is so delusional and so lost inside of the booking. His character doesn't even know what he's supposed to be doing at this point. I, I thought at least being TNT champion gave Cody some kind of direction. And now I don't even feel like he has that. Yeah, man. I, I totally agree with you. Like, like I said, where does this leave Cody Rhodes anyway now? Like I don't like I said, I still don't understand the book. This is exactly what bipolar booking is, Jago. Yeah. Right here, man. They they put Cody over when? Well, how long ago was it? Three weeks ago? Yeah, something like that. Well, it was at Winter is Coming, right? Right. I'm pretty so, sure it was. So like a month ago. Oh no, I think it was on Rampage that it happened, actually, dude. Oh, well, again, Rampage. too much content, yeah. too much stuff right. happening all the time. Well, anyway, the point is he wins the TNT Championship. Then he goes out with COVID. Then we get fucking Guevara and and Dustin at battle for the belt. Right. For the interim TNT Championship, Guevara wins just for them to set up again Cody versus Sammy with no real build-up. Let's be honest. There wasn't really any build other than the fact they're both TNT champions, right? And then now we've got Sammy Guevara that's gone over again, who's now the undisputed TNT champion. Not just that, later on in the show, he no-sells that match altogether yeah. by coming out with Fuego with his stupid cue cards. Not limping at all after Cody at beat all. the snot out of his knee for about, you know, a half hour. Crazy. See what I mean? And that's what that's what sort of does my head in about AEW and just their booking. Like, they don't think sometimes where... Hang on a minute. He just went through hell with Cody. Meltzer gave it five stars. But let's be fair. Like How you said, is that it's about five and a half. stars? No chance. No selling at all. Even the, the ladder was no selling after that Jeff Hardy spot that Guevara did. Where the ladder I mean, didn't break. Right. That's what I mean. The ladder was no selling too. This match was just a no sell match. And yeah, Guevara goes over. Cody, I guess maybe his contract situation with AEW... He's a lot more serious, possibly, Jago, than we actually thought. And I, I, I seriously wonder if in Cody's mind, he was like, no, I have to lose this match so people think I'm going to be in the Rumble on Saturday. I, <laughs> I, I, I seriously wonder, because Cody's pretty deep. He's pretty cerebral. You got to look really deep in some of Cody's stuff. Like, I was talking with, I, gosh, who the hell was that? Was that Chris the other night on Rampage? Cody is such a tweener. <laughs> Oh, that absolutely. that he doesn't come out of the heel entrance or the babyface entrance. He comes out right in between them. Like that's, that's why Cody does the entrance that he does. Right. I mean, I, I seriously wonder if 
Cody thought, well, if I lose this match, people will think I'll be in the Rumble on Saturday. Yeah, well, uh, I'm not going to lie. You heard me say it. I even had a glimmer of hope that maybe, even though deep down I knew it wasn't going to happen, but they made me think maybe there's a slight chance that he does appear at the Rumble, but obviously he didn't. And even, heck, I even thought maybe Mox would show up in the middle of this Seth Rollins-Roman thing, but <sighs> I knew deep down that wasn't going to happen either. But nevertheless, I, I still think WWE is the real forbidden door, Jago. Oh, absolutely. I mean, even the Mickey James thing that people were so <laughs> happy about, people were so thrilled that Mickey James, and the Impact Women's Champion is going to be yeah, in Not this the Knockouts Champion. <laughs> um, they couldn't even get that right. Well, but here's the thing. They weren't bringing in the Impact Knockouts Champion. They were bringing in Mickey James. Right. Mickey James just happened to be the Impact Knockouts Champion. I mean, did, did they tell you where you could watch Impact Wrestling? Did they tell you what time no, Impact Wrestling was on? Did I? Right. And the same thing with Melina. They didn't even mention oh, that NWA. she's in NWA. Like, it, right. they want you to believe that Melina hasn't been in a wrestling ring in 15 years. And holy crap, look, she can still do the splits. Yeah, I mean, you she has put I mean? on, right, she has put on a few extra pounds around her backside area, but hey. It's been a long time, right? But <laughs> it's they, they didn't time. pay any lip service to any of the NWA stuff. They didn't put over At the all. NWA. They didn't tell you where you could watch Power or where you could watch Impact Wrestling. I, I mean, it was just, they brought in Mickey James. It's just Mickey James happens to be a champion at this little puny promotion called Impact Wrestling. <laughs> We're not even going to like, when they mentioned it on Twitter, when right. they said, you know, Mickey James, the Impact Women re Wrestling Champion, they didn't even tag Impact Wrestling. Like, so, oh, so even from the WWE feed, you, if you didn't <laughs> know what Impact Wrestling was, they weren't going to tell you. Like, this was about Mickey James. It had nothing to do with Impact and nothing to do with the Forbidden Door. I agree, but I've got a theory, possibly, Jago. And it makes sense, but at the same time, it doesn't because the people that do own Impact actually are billionaires in Anthem. But, it's a good thing because Impact ain't making any money. Right, but I've, I've got a feeling, could we possibly be having Vince doing what he did for Paul Heyman in ECW back in the day and he's actually keeping and helping keep Impact Wrestling afloat? Is that I, a possible chance? I mean, I've been asking literally for years at this point, how is Impact Wrestling making any kind of money? <laughs> right. Because, I mean, the, the company that owns Impact also owns the network. There's right. no advertising. I True. mean, they're, they're not selling tickets. Like, I have no idea how Impact Wrestling is making money. So, I mean, you know, Vince subsidizing Impact. At this point, I would be like, oh, it's possible, that's man. how they were making money. I'm telling you, dude, I'm starting to see it, man. Because, you know, if you notice... Impact and WWE now have been in cahoots for a few years, man. I think they've been on very good terms. I mean, think about it. They sent Christian, remember that, to get Ric Flair onto, you know, WWE. So they sent Christian back to TNA for a little bit. And then we also had Rob Van Dam when he came back to the Rumble a few years ago. Where was he at? Yeah, I'm surprised because they've been advertising him a lot on the cock, like with his Icon series and also the Ruthless Aggression. Yeah, RBD series. loves being on the cock. Yeah, he he certainly yeah, he certainly does. I mean, I'm sure his uh, mistresses and his wife <laughs> love the cock too. Sister wives saying. of RBD. <laughs> yeah. 
Hey, man, you got to give the guy credit. I mean, I'll give the dude props, man. He's living his best (laughs) life right now. I I ain't complaining. He smokes weed all day, and then he's got his wife, his girlfriend, and his bitch. Like, so, you know, I mean. (laughs) Literally, he's bitch. Yeah, props props to RVD. I mean, I I ain't hating. The whole fucking show, man. (laughs) Props to RVD, no doubt. But the point is, WWE and Impact have been in cahoots for quite a while now. They show their footage. Every time they do specials with AJ Styles or, or whoever was in right. TNA Impact Wrestling, so don't be surprised if Vinnie Mac is the guy that's kind of keeping them afloat because they truly are the cockroaches of professional wrestling. Think about it, Jago. It's twenty years this year yeah. that Impact Wrestling have been around. Twenty fucking years, dude. Yeah, I Isn't feel like crazy? Impact Wrestling and Pro Wrestling Noah need to get into business with oh. each other because neither one will ever go out of business. <laughs> Man, I'm telling you. It's like if we had a friggin' nuke go off on Earth and everything dies <laughs> except for Danhausen. Everything I, dies except for Danhausen. Except for Danhausen and also the cockroaches, dude. And that's yeah. TNA. Yeah. Or true. Impact Wrestling. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about Adam Cole and Orange Cassidy, the lag tape outmatch that headlined um AEW Dynamite. Ugh. Uh, I I don't have quite the problem with this that I did as I watched it live because now Adam Cole yeah. has a way to get heat. Adam Cole can still come out and claim that he is undefeated inside of AEW, even though we clearly saw him get pinned by Orange Cassidy because you know why, Jimmy? It was, why is that? It was a lights out match. It doesn't count. Uh, okay, right. I can see that, right? That's, That's what they're going to do. You're probably right, right? But are they smart enough to think that? I hope they are, Jago, because, you know, there's there's plenty of times where we can book this shit on the fly and it seems like, yeah, that's where they're going once we figure shit out. But they totally didn't go that way, right? And the thing is, does AEW think that deep? People think they do. I just think it's it's a mirage, man. You know what I, I mean? I mean, I, I feel like you got to do something to get Adam Cole some heat. Adam Cole still right. claiming that he's undefeated in a- AEW. I think that absolutely helps after everybody saw him get pinned. But if it was a lights out match. It. doesn't count. Absolutely. But the problem I've also got, why was there a referee? You know what I'm saying? If this is a lights out match, I know they're going to say, oh, just for the pin. I don't give a right. shit. I, I, I didn't be- realize that that meant false count anywhere, by the way. <laughs> Neither did I. I didn't know it was I thought, I thought that was weird. It should be like an I quit match. No ref or just, you know what I mean? Like think of Triple H, Shawn Michaels, SummerSlam 2002. Remember that? It wasn't oh, yeah. really a match, but it was, it a was a match. Right. They should have done something like that, man. I think it would have come across much better. But instead, they couldn't resist Housen. And instead, <sighs> we got we, we got the debut of our Lord and Savior. Very good. Very evil. Dan <laughs> Very um, good, very evil. Fucking hell. <laughs> I'm torn on this one, Jimmy, because I, I like Dean Housen as a talent. All right. Right. But I like Dean Housen as a talent on indie shows. I'm not sure how the Dan Housen character is going to translate to 52 weeks of TV a year. And we have to like do something with Dan Housen because people love him and he's over. I don't so, know why, man. So what do we do with Dan Housen? <laughs> Honestly, I was telling you off the air that it reminds me, for whatever reason, of Darby Allen, right? Well, you can easily pair them up, but um, unfortunately, it will probably make Darby Allen look weak. 
if they were to do that. But I can kind of see it going a couple different ways. I mean, I could okay. see where Dan Housen is gone from all elite wrestling in six months because they just they don't know what to do with him. Right. They, and, and so they, they kind of just cut their losses and Dan Housen goes back to the independence where I feel like Dan Housen belongs again, not a rip on the character, not a rip on the talent. Just I, I don't feel like it works on national TV. Or we can find a way to make this work. The the way to make this work is not to put Dan Housen in the ring every week. It's not to have him being having matches. It's certainly not opposite of Adam Cole. We need to get Adam Cole as far away from all this Jesus. comedy crap as possible. Oh his, his first feud is with Jungle Boy, right? And, and then he moves on to to Orange Cassidy. We also there was a program in between. Um, gosh, there was another one. But he's had three comedy programs inside uh, of AEW. No, it was Jurassic Express while he was teaming, I think, with the Bucks. You know, the Super Creek. I mean, I can't remember who else he was feuding with, though, if which you call is, it feuds. We need to give him something serious that he can sink his teeth into, or this is never going to work with Adam Cole. I realize he's only 32 years old, but yeah, Jesus man, still, Christ. Yeah. Like, can can we do something a little bit more serious with Adam Cole at this point? But instead, Danhausen comes out and he did the thing. And now we have people on the internet freaking out that Adam Cole has been cursed and he's going to go on a oh, losing no. streak until he can defeat Danhausen. No, 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 no. Please, let's not go there. Let's not panic, Jago. If they go there. I'm scared, dude. I'm scared. <laughs> I'm scared too, bro. I'm not going to lie because why? Why would they do I mean, it'd be funny if he goes on that losing streak on dark and elevation only, right? Where no one actually sees it. Right. But you see the, his, his win-loss record sort of changing. They could do that just to, you know, for a joke. But please, let's not go there with Adam Cole. Let's not kill his heat completely, people. Let's not do that. As far as Dan Housen goes, you're right. He might last six months because I don't know what the fuck to do with him, right? But I feel like he was a panic buy, man. You know what I mean? They just, well, we've got to get him. He's, you know, he's the he's hot right now. Yeah, and sure, he has been hot, right? But for me, being a professional wrestling fan for over 34, 35 years, that's just, that's not my thing, man. And, I, and this is the problem I have with today's professional wrestling. I feel like these guys are really destroying the business. And it, I don't want to say it's their fault. It's just... It's society today, man. I mean, look at Effie. He's another one who's yeah. so over, dude. Like, and I mean, and there's nothing. He, I'm happy for him, right? It's not that, but right. think about it. Is this the future? Danhausen, Effie. If this is the future, then I'm afraid professional wrestling is not going to last too much longer, man. I'm sorry. So a couple of weeks ago, we had the acclaimed come out with their music video right uh two grown men and they're going through a goth phase as, as they were talking about uh sting as well as darby allen i think this is the right way to use dan Housen. um but jimmy t i i don't know if you've seen the final product yet I mean, of course we all know that like you got that little spot there under your eye and, and we all know that that is from what you were doing with Dan Housen over the course <laughs> of the weekend. That's why you couldn't join us over on Rampage on Case. You were off shooting the music video. I do like this, though. I, I think this is a good usage of Dan Housen 
rather than putting him in the ring, rather than having him feud with Adam Cole, rather than, you know, Danhausen blowing his gimmick, just give me like three minutes of Danhausen <laughs> doing music videos over the course of the week. I, I, I think I can get down with that. And I think I do like the feud of Danhausen versus the ass boys uh, for, for anybody who doesn't listen to rampage <laughs> uncaged and, and doesn't know what we're talking about um, right here on the blow off. I have permission from Jimmy T he is, <laughs> we're going to debut his new music video and, and why he, he missed rampage uncaged. Uh, this is Jimmy T and Danhausen featuring the ass boys. Hello, yes, Danhausen here with your wonderful gift to Billy Ass and the Ass Boys. Danhausen, great friend, great strong friend, Billy Ass, and a gift for his wonderful Ass Boys, a new entrance theme song. So that way, they can embrace the ass and enter to the proper musics. Danhausen has hired musical professionals to do such a thing. Danhausen brought the lyrics himself, so enjoy. We're the Ass Boys! boys baby that's good my job hit, Jimmy. i mean thank you thank you, you. i mean I, I i i'm just insulted that you didn't tell us that you, you were gonna go shoot a music video with dan house dude it was a surprise i'm sorry i didn't tell you man but i had to keep it down on the low man because i wanted to surprise you guys and that my friend i know you know formerly billy Gunn's theme in wb you know i'm an ass man i took inspiration from that i mean dan Helsen, the star of it's my, a bitch of remix, my song, bro. bro. It's, yeah, it's bro. a bitch at DJ Mass bro. Effects. I mean, that's yeah. that's what Jimmy does. He just he remixes it. <laughs> yep. Inside down and upside out, Jimmy T. I, I'm I'm so impressed, bro. Like, congratulations. Thank you, thank you. This is a big break for you. It, it, it certainly is a big break for me. But I got to say that Dan Housen is a prick, man. You, you know, know what I, I mean? I think I figured it out. And well, it's not even me. I can't even take credit for it. Carly figured it out. <laughs> um because carly had never seen Danhausen before all right so so <laughs> i show i show right. carly you know the the debut against adam cole and and then i i show her the music video that you and Danhausen did and immediately she got it and she's exactly right Danhausen is playing andy kaufman playing yeah. a professional wrestler <laughs> who's a demon but I mean, it, it, if you really look at this Danhausen character, the body language, the facial expressions, the voice, the cadence, he's Andy Kaufman. Yeah, he is. He even talks like kind of like Andy Kaufman. Very much so. It. Exactly the same, pretty much, actually. 
I mean, that's how Andy Coffin used to talk like that. Yep. He was like, yes, and I'm just, you know what I mean? Like, it's just been so long that there's like, yeah. you know, two or three generations of pro wrestling fans here who don't remember Andy Kaufman and, and the feud with Jerry the King Lawler, which is unfortunate because right. it might be the greatest thing in the history of pro wrestling. Well, it just shows our age, Jago. I mean, shit. We've been into this for a very long time, and that is a great fucking comparison, dude. I, I've got to give you kudos for that. That is spot on. Because as soon as you said Kaufman, straight yeah. away, man, I just thought about it. I'm like, damn, he talks exactly like him. Yeah, exactly Andy like Kaufman. Andy Kaufman. Right, yep. exactly. Spot Except on, dude. As as a demon. As a, de- as a demon, right? But still, he's if not Sting Andy Kaufman. Sting and Andy though. Kaufman had a baby. Oh, God, don't. Or is it Darby and Sting having a baby? You get Danhausen. Ah. Yeah, but we gotta get we gotta get we gotta get Andy Kaufmanhausen in there somehow. Oh, true. Maybe Kaufmanhausen and Stinghausen equals Danhausen. <laughs> oh no! Oh god, man. Hey, he really is, and I'm surprised no one's pointed that out. Even on his interview that I was watching with Chris Van Fleet, he didn't actually point that out. You know what I mean? So it's very clearly Andy Kaufman. A hundred percent agree with you, man. That's that's spot on, man. That's Shout a great out to spot. Carly. She, I mean, she, she's, she's got that eye, you know. That's Absolutely. Why she, that's Shout why out. she picked me. <laughs> you lucky duck. She's beautiful and smart. <laughs> let's uh, <laughs> shout out to Carly. <laughs> let's uh, let's shift. Let's talk about the uh, Royal Rumble a little bit. The, the oh, other Liz. big event that was going on this week. Um, I, I've done a pre-show. I've done a post-show. I, I've talked about this show at nauseum. And <laughs> yeah. In all in all, I feel like WWE feels like this was a good show. Um, I feel like fans that watched it, enjoyed it, would have enjoyed it a whole lot more if it was at least an hour shorter because, oh, oh. my God, the show just kept going and <laughs> yeah. going and going. And then we got to Edge and, and Miz and the women and the mixed tag. And I was like, oh, my God, I have to get through this before I can get to the <laughs> final Rumble match. Oh, I thought shit. I was going to fall asleep, bro. It was, it was exhausting. <laughs> the Rumble is always exhausting. Uh, what did you think of the rumble kind of on the grand scheme of things? And then we can break this thing down and I'll tell you why it was not a good show. Well, I'll be honest with you, man. I liked it probably a lot more than you did clearly. Right. But I was going into the show because look, the rumble is one of my favorite pay-per-views of the year. Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. Premium event of the year. I'm sorry. Like that's my bad. Sorry, <laughs> WWE. Anywho, <laughs> It is one of my most looked forward to pay-per-views of the year. But I haven't watched Raw or SmackDown properly in a couple of weeks. Like, I know what's going on, but I just haven't watched it. So going into the show, my expectations are a little high because their pay-per-views are generally better than their weekly shows. So, man, I thought it was all right, except it was lazy booking, though. It was lazy booking. I, I, My problem with WWE shows is I always look at what the most logical and easy thing they can do is, and then I expect them to do something else because that was too easy and it's too logical. And, right. and last night I felt like they went the easy, logical way. And, and sometimes that is the best storytelling. Right. My problem is, as I look at things coming out of this show, I think they may have created a few more problems for themselves <laughs> than sure they have. did solutions right it, and it all starts off with roman reigns and seth rollins for the championship of the universe now <laughs> they did a couple things during this match 
All right. Number one, Seth coming out in the shield gear to the original Brilliant. shield theme was freaking Brilliant. great. Loved Absolutely. It. Absolutely. Loved it. Um, so the match itself goes about 15 minutes with Roman Reigns getting disqualified. With Roman Reigns getting disqualified, he retains the championship of the universe, but you have effectively Roman Reigns is now firmly once again on the heel side of the roster, which oh, I, I'm not sure time. was the right thing to do. Okay. Because I, I, I did feel like the people were getting really close to wanting to cheer Roman Reigns. Oh man. That's when he gone. Out, that's gone. When he walked out to the ring, he had a baby face pop, dude. Yep. Heck, he even came out like a baby face wearing his his Samoan thing. Whatever, mm -hmm. What's it called again? You know, with the flowers. His leg. He was wearing that. Right. That's it. And uh, man, like that's that's what a baby face does. Everything about that entrance was total white meat baby face. And the fans were absolutely gave him a pop. Yep. Right. I feel like we've got WrestleMania 13 all over again with this match, dude. It is pretty much Bret Hart and Stone Cold all over again with the double turn, you know, from heel to babyface, both both of them switching sides because now Seth is totally over. And I feel like, though, with Roman, I feel he's got go-away heat again now, dude. Yeah. And that's not good, man. I feel like that, that backfired a little bit, dude. I don't think that was their intention to get that sort of heat, and it really did feel like, Go away, heat man. Yeah, I, I feel like this sets Roman Reigns back at least a year. Like, Absolutely. If, if the plan, because to me, I always kind of thought that the plan was if we're going to do Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, that's the double turn, right? right. Like, because you want Roman cheered coming out of that program. Absolutely. Uh, I think they blew that last night. I think <laughs> I think Seth Rollins is now the most over babyface in the, the company after what happened last night, which is insane to me because it wasn't that long ago he was gouging out Rey Mysterio's eyeball. Dude. <laughs> but, I mean, like, Seth was super over as a babyface, especially the way this thing went down last night with his hands Absolutely. still on the yeah, rope when Roman right. chokes him out. How cool is that? <laughs> just... um, I mean, it was great, but I just – I, I'm not sure that that was the result that they were wanting coming out of this program that Seth Rollins was over as your lead babyface right no now. No way. I, I no don't think chance. that was that was the idea, right? Dude, no way, man. I was cringing at the type of heat. You know the difference between normal heat and like go away heat, man. I don't know. I'm sure you know. You and I can tell. I'm sure others can too. But if you can't, it's pretty clear, man. Because that was that was such hate towards Roman at that finish man and it put seth rollins see i hope the intentions was for the double turn right because if it wasn't it, it makes it even more silly right because that's right. essentially what's happened unexpectedly possibly right so i mean shit seth is going to be over like rover tomorrow night on raw man or sorry the night after and roman is going to get booed out of the building at least he did heal it up between then and the rest of the night because what else can you do, right? Except that was lazy booking. I know all along they wanted to get to Brock. We both said it. You said it. Everyone knows it. They were trying all along to get to Brock and Roman at WrestleMania. We all knew that, right? But the way they went about it was just so dumb to me. Well, let's you know fast I mean? forward. Let, let, let's jump through the show and let's talk about Lashley and Lesnar. Oh. Um, it, because I, I feel like, of course, the, the stories all kind of go together, right? 
Absolutely. Uh, so Lashley and Lesnar and was actually a much better match than what I was anticipating. Uh, they, they let them go a lot longer than I was anticipating. Let me uh, pull up the time here because I'm not exactly sure how long that was. It felt like 15 minutes tops. Yeah, I, that's kind of how it felt to me too. Lashley, 10 minutes. Oh, shit. That was even quicker than I thought. Yeah, 10 minutes. Well, I mean, when you got two hosses like that just beating the right. shit out of one another, and they time, <laughs> time seems to go by, right? Absolutely. So the match goes 10 minutes. Roman Reigns comes out. At number one, as soon as we saw the first ref bump, I was like, oh, shit, here we go. Then we get the second ref bump. <laughs> and then Brock pins Bobby Lashley for an uh. audible 20 count from 40,000 people. Yep. And then they do the Roman Reigns thing. So to me, the biggest issue here is what they did to Bobby Lashley. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Lashley wins the WWE championship. He should be pissed. And Start I'm telling you. raving pissed. And instead, he's walking out like he just won the gold medal. And like, I just well, beat Brock Lesnar. Holy shit, right. look at me. How awesome am I? You just turned Bobby Lashley into a chicken shit heel. <laughs> Bobby Lashley into a chicken shit heel. To be fair to Lashley, he did react at first like what the fuck sort of thing and then he just quickly fucking no sold it completely right he, but should he, be pissed. he shouldn't even accept right. that t that title right well yeah but he's a heel right so well he, like he clearly is now oh well, yeah because I, I feel like lashley was another guy that like people were really getting behind bobby lashley absolutely fuck like, yeah people wanted to see bobby lashley beat brock lesnar not but not tonight not like this no, but even we the fans... wanted to see Bobby actually beat Brock Lesnar. Well, I felt like tonight the fans were more behind Brock, actually, in this match, which is odd, in my opinion. It's I was no happy surprise to me. Right. I'm happy that, that Lashley won, but just not the way it happened. You know what I'm saying? Because it was just dumb. It kills Lashley, right? It doesn't do anything to Lesnar anyway. Who cares, right? Because he ends up going into the Rumble anyway, and we know what happens there. And Roman Reigns looks like a see. Where does this leave Seth Rollins now? You know, because it was Rollins up to me. Rollins is the odd man out completely. Right. So what's going on? Do you think he's going to go for Lashley? But that's just dumb. Lashley and me. Rollins does not even sound appealing to me. <laughs> right. Neither. Same with me. So there's only one th thing. What about say? And this is not going to happen, but I'm going to put it out there. How about they go the New Japan route, man, with WrestleMania? Night one, you have a main event, maybe a four-way. I'm not saying they're going to do this, but I could see it maybe happening. You've got a four-way match between Rollins, Reigns, um, what's it called? Lesnar and Lashley for the belt, right? <laughs> for, the, for the SmackDown or the Universal Championship and the WWE Championship. Or we have some sort of thing where the final two participants end up meeting in a one-on-one -on -one match on night two, possibly, right? And then you have the females' main event maybe one night because we know we're going to get Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey, right? That's a given. I'm not sure about that. Really? I'm not sure about that, but we'll, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, I, I feel like the other thing they did is they kind of cut Brock's balls off here. So <laughs> yeah, they I, cut I mean, everyone's I, balls off here, dude. I mean, Bobby, Bobby absolutely is hurt by this. 
All right. Absolutely. Seth Rollins as the odd man out is absolutely hurt by this. Brock Lesnar, of course, you, you put all the sympathy on Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar now firmly the baby face going after Roman Reigns, the heel champion over on SmackDown. Nobody cares. Um, because of what they did at the beginning of the night, I want to see Seth Rollins dethrone Roman Reigns. After what they did last night, that's the match that I feel like people are going to be clamoring to see, not Brock Lesnar. So you hurt Brock, you hurt Rollins, you hurt Lashley, and Roman, you have, Roman Reigns is so pissed off at the end of this match that he could not beat Seth Rollins. Right, that he chokes him dude. out to the point he gets disqualified. Then he annihilates him with not one but two chairs. And then he comes out during this Lesnar match, and it's cool, calm, collected mafia boss Roman. Like the whole Rollins match never happened. That's what does my hitting, dude. Like, so that's who what got over here? All right, look, let's be honest here. Right, I think the one that really. It didn't. It hurt the least. Was Seth? All right. Rollins was. He's totally over for ex- the fact that he held onto the rope still while being out of it. I mean, Seth was, is in a good spot if the plan was to make him the biggest baby face in the company. Right, and I don't see which I don't think is. was the plan. Right. So how does that leave Seth in a good spot? Like, is he well, going to have to come out tomorrow night on Raw and heal on somebody? it's a good question i don't know i mean why that's what i don't understand because the thing about that would be this is what they thought clearly they didn't give a shit about anyone else this was all about getting to ronda rousey on wrestlemania and brock and roman to wrestlemania man that's all that they were thinking they didn't give a shit what happened with everyone else it was just about how they're gonna get to them at WrestleMania, and unfortunately, everyone else suffers because of it. And and that is the problem. Like, I can watch last night's show inside of a vacuum, and I can enjoy yeah. it because I, right. I mean, as far as the WWE pay per view goes, it's not a PLE; it's a PPV. Go screw yourself, Vince. Yeah. As as far right. as a, a WWE pay per view goes, I thought this was a good show. I could sit down, I can enjoy this show. Hell yeah, absolutely. Inside of a bubble, right? But as I think about, okay, so now what happens coming? out of this show as we head towards the biggest show of the year in two months because wrestlemania is in march this year it's not in april right um what this was not good like when you look at the creative programs going forward and what this sets up or doesn't set up i don't feel like this was a beneficial show to what they're trying to do inside of the narrative well they've booked themselves into a corner again and they pretty much said we'll worry about it after tonight you know what i mean We'll just get to them being, and that's the problem. You put out a great scenario on the blow off a couple of weeks back, man, with how Roman should, you know, how we're going to get Roman and Brock in the WrestleMania man. We knew we were going to get to that, right? That was always the plan. Everyone knew that, right? Right. What you laid out is exactly how it should have gone because that way it makes totally way more sense. It's not so like messy like it's just it's like a it's a mess dude it's like they can't even make a salad right it's literally chicken shit but they're not turning turning it into chicken salad that's the problem and other than a four-way fucking dance how else are you gonna fix this like really 
I think we have to go back in time. I, I think we have to go back in time to the first time that we had Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. <laughs> when, Santa Clara, Santa Clara, California. Seth Rollins cashes in the money in the bank. It becomes a triple threat match. That was awesome. That was awesome. We got to go there again. I, I did say. I don't think you can do Seth Rollins ver or, or Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. I think it has to be the three-way. I think you have to include Seth. You have to have See? Roman on the heel side. You have to have Brock on the baby face side. And you have to have Seth playing this weird tweener character. Helping out Roman too. I'm not, I'm not sure that that's necessarily right either. Man, you're right. If this doesn't, if it doesn't go that way, and nobody's thinking like that, everyone thinks we're just getting Brock and and uh, Roman Reigns. I think they really fucked the up with what they did with Roman and Seth after that match. It was, it went too far. Like it, I, it I, I can't buy Roman Reigns as anything other than a full bore heel at this <laughs> they point. Went too far, yeah. And and all the sympathy is on Seth Rollins. I mean, absolutely. Like, Absolutely. And that's what's funny, man. That's why I laugh at this company, dude. How do you fuck this up? Remember, like I was saying earlier in the show, he came out to an arousing ovation, dude. Yep. Seriously, he really did. I was like, wow, he's getting a pop. You know what I mean? A huge one. Probably the biggest I've heard. And really. they were behind Seth Rollins in St. Louis <laughs> last night. Like They wanted they Rollins to beat Roman Reigns. I mean, clearly. Once we heard the Sierra Hotel and the Shield, it was thing, over. That was it. I was like, "What the fuck?" And then the fact that he actually wore the Shield gear topped it off because I thought, "No, he's still going to come out, you know, like the Joker or whatever he's doing, like a Devil's Advocate sort of character in many ways." Mm -hmm. He also reminds me of the Riddler too. He's got all sorts of shit, a little bit, yep, going on with this character, which I didn't dig at first, but I'm actually starting to dig it, dude. I really am because he's starting to really pull it off really good like he believes in it you know what i mean and the I problem think is how does it, how does that character evolve into a baby face he's not a that's not a baby face character though dude it's just not but, but he, he is clearly that's seth rollins is once again your lead baby face coming out of last night i mean i just i feel that way like those I, the fans are with seth rollins absolutely. right now and you know the saying goes monkey see monkey do it becomes a freaking like an infection Yep. From just all that, all that fan base cheering Seth, it's gonna go to on Raw. Everyone's gonna cheer Seth. Burn it down. Burn it down. You're gonna hear that shit probably yep. before the show even starts, bro. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I, the, yeah. Does he go right. back to they, his old theme? They booked themselves into a corner, and then That's so it. as much as I wanted to see angry and aggressive Roman Reigns, um, we we go back to cool call mafia boss Paul. Hand me the title. You know, and it's just like, uh, okay. And so he screws Brock Lesnar. I mean, that's yeah. straight. Like, that's what right. he screwed Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar enters the men's Royal Rumble match at number 30. Is a happy, smiling baby face who's coming out here to oh. take everybody to suit. Like, <laughs> there was no aggression from Brock. Brock didn't None. seem pissed off. He, he was wasn't happy coming as Larry, out there. bro. He was not coming out to murder everybody so that he could get his hands on Roman Reigns, and this is the only way I can do it. And who was supposed to be number 30? Because Oh, well, 
Clearly, Brock Lesnar wasn't supposed to be number 30 because Brock Lesnar wasn't planning on losing the WWE championship. Like, these are the little details WWE doesn't give you. You know what they should have done? They should have sent Veer. You have Veer come walking out like he's going to. No, I mean, you have Veer come walking out and it's like, oh, finally, Veer's going to appear and he's going to. And then Brock Lesnar comes out and FIs him and takes a spot. Jesus Christ. They did nothing. Brock comes out and he's all happy and smiley and everybody's like, oh shit, it's Brock Lesnar. And then Brock gets in, murders everybody and he's happy and smiley and points at the sign. <laughs> you it's know what's Brock sad? Brock Lesnar. How many, yeah, well that's it. It's Brock Lesnar. Suplex City, bitch. Straight up. That's what he's doing. I mean, look at Orton, how hot he is right now, dude, for example, right? He's pretty over right now, man. The fans, for whatever reason, are right behind him now. I'm starting to like him more the older he gets. I think he's just, he's so slick, dude. He doesn't even have to, he's never put 100% into this business. Never. Because if he did, he'd be one of the best of all time, dude, straight up, right? He just does it because, nah, I'm good at it. You know what I mean? And he can just, he can get away with doing the absolute minimal, right? But they totally buried him now. Totally buried freaking, uh, what's his name, too? I feel like there's there's a lot of comparisons between Brock Lesnar and Randy Orton. Um, Yeah, well, they did both come up at the same time. And I say that in the respect that you're you're right. Exactly right. They came up through OVW together. Even John Cena, very much the same way. And what they want is I show up to Raw at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and you hand me a script, and this is what I'm going to do. And then I go out and I do it. I feel like Brock Lesnar was produced all wrong last night rather than when Brock comes out like, okay, Brock, remember you're <laughs> yeah. a baby face. Go out there and pander to the people. <laughs> no, that that's, this is not Stop and, doing this, <laughs> but Brock is not the kind of guy who has enough agency in his character to be like, no, what the Brock Lesnar character wouldn't do that. The Brock Lesnar character would come out here pissed off and just murder everybody to go get my hands on Roman Reigns at well, WrestleMania. And I, I feel like Brock is being produced wrong. And I well, feel like that's the real issue here. I'll tell you why, dude. Because Brock, all he cares about is the money, like Vince would say, right? All the human monies. <laughs> the monies, bro. The mul- Yeah, and the Danhausen fucking lira, bro. That's a thing. Yes, the human monies. <laughs> the fucking Schneisenhausens. Oh my There's God. a lot of them, bro. Danhausen needs to challenge Brock Lesnar to a fight and milk that for the rest of his career. I would love that. I'll go one better. Throw in Lashley too, man. Have a good old three-way dance. Have him challenge everybody. I mean, just. (laughs) Three-way housing. Three-way housing. (laughs) Love it. Love it. Come on. It it books itself, right? Let's talk about the women's rumble and what they did inside of the women's rumble. Um, You mean the Divas rumble? Yeah, real, very much so, right? <laughs> so Ronda Rousey wins. I don't think that was a big surprise to anybody. Um, I think the biggest surprise was Sasha Banks, right? Because Sasha shows up on SmackDown. Nobody was expecting Sasha to be showing up. And then Sasha shows up and it's like, oh, wait, m- maybe the winner of the Rumble is going to be challenging Charlotte. And this doesn't have anything to do with Rousey. And it doesn't have anything to do with Becky. And then they throw Sasha out like halfway through. <laughs> yeah. Um, which was just incredibly odd to me. I thought that was a very weird choice as we're getting down to the final four and I'm looking at it and I'm like, okay, we have Charlotte, Shayna Baszler, 
Bianca Belair and, and Ronda Rousey, like clearly this, this thing's over. Like it really, as soon as bad reputation hit, you knew this thing was over, right? It was done and dusted, Jago. Done. As soon as that fucking song hit, I was like, ah, that's it. That's yep. it. Call it a night. It's, Everybody go it's, home. Everybody go home. We're done. Yep. Uh, so what does Rousey do at WrestleMania? Now, I, I feel like there's a lot of people, including yourself, that feels like Rousey versus Lynch. That's the deal. That's what we're doing. Done and over with. And I'm not completely sold on that. Uh, who was the last person that Rousey eliminated? Charlotte. Uh, true. Uh, but we saw that. Like, I, th- I feel like there's still money to be made. Like, we never got the uh, rematch, the you know? Money. The it's all about money. the money, bro. Where do they you know make I mean? most of their money from, Jimmy? Easily Ronda Rousey versus versus Big Time Bex, bro. Come on. No, no. They you make don't most, think so? They make most of their money from TV revenue. Oh, and- yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I thought you meant, like, what match makes the biggest money here. But, yeah. And, and Ronda bad. Rousey was a big part of selling Fox on giving them a sure. billion dollars for... I see where you're going now. Rousey goes to SmackDown. Does it even matter though, dude? Like, Rousey, think about it. Rousey and Charlotte. I feel like that's the match. You're going to get Rousey and Charlotte, and I feel like you're going to get Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch. Oh, no, man. That's just yuck to me. I feel like that's what they're going to do. I'm going to say this now, man, and I'm probably going to get heat for it, but Bianca Belair has been a failure of an experiment by WWE's fucking side over here, man. I, How so? I feel like she, once she won the championship, she just became stale, dude. Like that's it. Like well, she I mean, just wasn't. I feel like everybody on the WWE roster is right. stale. That's that's not the fault of Bianca Belair. Like I feel like of all the women that have come up through NXT since the Four Horsewomen, like since that generation, since the the, the Becky, Sasha, Bailey, and Charlotte, Alexa, right. uh, like that that kind of generation the next generation of NXT talent, I feel like Bianca is like the biggest star that they've created. Oh, for sure, man. I'm starting to even call her pretty much the Jade Cargill of WWE when you think I about it. I do feel it. like she should be a heel, though. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. And she's a beast, dude. She's yeah. big. Absolutely. She's like got strength. I just feel like she needs to work on her mic skills. She's still kind of a little bit green in the ring, too, dude. You know what I mean? When you really look at her matches... And I'm starting to really notice certain things that sort of really starting to irk me. Mm-hmm. So, but I still think she's got potential. She's still young. She's got a great look. She's got a pretty good gimmick too. I just think she needs to, you know, tighten up a few things in her yeah. repertoire, shall I say? Yeah. No, I I don't disagree. Um, but I feel like Rousey Charlotte is a very, very real possibility. I agree. I think it's the wrong decision. If you do Rousey versus Lynch, what does Charlotte do at WrestleMania? Is there really anything left for Charlotte? I mean, to do? there's Sasha. Would would you rather see? Why though? Why does she deserve a spot there for because getting eliminated? The most much over halfway. other woman on the roster. I mean, she she Sailor Moon the ass out on the out of the Rumble pretty quick, dude. In my opinion, for someone like Sasha Banks, it's almost like she's still got a heat from having her little tantrums a few years ago. You know what I mean? But in all seriousness, you're right about Fox and SmackDown in particular. Although, is there a possibility that we could get a three-way once again between Becky, 
Charlotte, it makes sense with for all three of them to be involved in this matchup. Don't add Bianca Belair because whoever is in that fourth spot, if there is, would be just the fourth wheel, literally. There's no point of that. Just if they do that, it could possibly be a three-way, man. I can I mean, see it. I feel like, yeah, it makes sense that they would do that. The problem is then you're, you're cutting off your nose to spite your face because you have to come up with another women's match to put have on the other night, right? I mean, there is two nights of WrestleMania. We have to fill up as much of the card as we possibly can. When you have two champions, that's two matches that you can get that you don't have to pencil something else in for WrestleMania. I mean, I, oh, I, I feel easy, like... Bro. That's easy. Okay. You got the Bellas. Okay, first of all. Well, and you the, do, but I thought the Bellas were treated like absolute trash last night. Like they, they were, were but they were what? afterthoughts to the extreme. I hate the Bellas, right? But for whatever reason, I like them in this rumble. I don't know I mean, why. They showed I, a bit more aggression, dude. They were healing it up too, let's be honest. I mean, I, I felt like the the Bellas were just kind of fodder over that i like i thought maybe nikki bella wins this damn thing and challenges charlotte at wrestlemania oh, no. i mean fuck no name me one woman on that roster that's more over than nikki bella and they have yeah, no right. star power you're right you're, you're I mean, spot like, on, dude. they have zero star power brie being thrown away what around like a, a sack of trash did not surprise <laughs> me especially when she came out there did the yes chant Oh, that's I mean, a slap to the face to WWE right Absolutely. There, I, I did not expect I them to care. do much with Brie. I thought right. Nikki might actually stand a chance of winning this thing because if you're going to have two championship matches at WrestleMania, that means you need at least four people, and you only got three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're right, man. I, I mean, fuck. They, they, WWE, man, they, they're, they're so weird sometimes with their bookings. You know what I mean? The one thing I'll do, I will give them credit for, at least they stick to a story even if it's taking a whole year, even they if it's still a bad least, story, they stick with it. They stick with it, dude. And and I'm going to say this, and I'm probably going to get generate heat once again, but I will dare say WWE does long-term storytelling much better than actually AEW does. You got to give him that. Yeah, I disagree on that, but you know. I don't know about that, man. I mean, WWE- only... Only if your idea of long-term storytelling is the Usos in the New Day wrestling each other 817 <laughs> times over the last five years. Right, that's true. But see, maybe we're just being way too critical, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we complain about it if it's if it's not a, a storyline or if it's too long of a storyline. And I think, to be fair to WWE compared to AEW, I think, you know, they make more sense when they're on that story arc. Whereas AEW fail to explain the middle parts. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, yeah. I, I Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying problem. AEW tells great stories. I'm just oh, saying. Hell no. But Man. in me saying that, that doesn't mean WWE is a better show. Hell no. AEW is a much better show, period. Doesn't mean they do things perfectly because they're definitely not perfect. A um, couple of uh, absences from the women's rumble, which is funny because I mean, we had people like Alicia Fox in this thing, right? Oh, so, but God, bro. there were some people missing that I was kind of expecting uh, from both the women's rumble and the men's rumble. Nobody from NXT on this yes. show. Yes, I, I, I thought Brown that was Breaker interesting. And Tommaso Ciampa was with big possibilities to be in the rumble. For whatever reason, they, they obviously got scrapped. Even Kurt Angle, there was a strong talk. Kurt, I was waiting for like his theme to hit. We didn't get that. Although Bad Bunny, dude, impresses me every time, bro. I'm not going to lie. No, I, just... I, I like him, dude. 
I, I just think out of all the celebrities, other than Rodman and Dave Arquette, yes, I said Dave Arquette, he's possibly the best one out of all the celebrities that actually respects and gives a shit about the art of professional wrestling, man. Well, I thought, I thought that, Johnny Knoxville did a great job, too. Oh, God. That was just, that was th- just a, P- a PR stunt by WWE. Bro, I don't care. I popped. When, when, when the this the thing with Sami Zayn was one thing, right? But that but was when, cool, right? When but... AJ comes walking up behind Johnny Knoxville, oh, he's yeah. like, "Come on, hit me!" And Knoxville oh, he hits him. him, bro. Yeah, and then AJ's like, <laughs> "Okay, my turn," and hits him with <laughs> yeah. like fifteen moves, all in like one little shot <laughs> yeah. there. And then AJ turns around, looks at the camera, and he says, "Welcome to Jackass." I thought I, I popped huge. That might have been my pop of the night. And I thought dude, that was freaking great. I, I I was shocked that Knoxville actually popped him, dude. He fucking stiffed him, bro. I'm like, what? Are you kidding me? AJ he said, legitly... "Welcome to Jackass, bro." I popped dude. hard. I thought that was so freaking funny. And then st- AJ just went on a fucking combo spree, bro. <laughs> it made me laugh. And then stiffed him at the end. You know what I mean, bro? Uh, nah, that was cool. I liked that. I just didn't like the way AJ was handled in this Royal Rumble. Unfortunately, oh, I, I, I agree with that. Uh, also missing from the women's Royal Rumble. No Alexa Bliss. I I, I thought hey, this would good be the point. Or Oscar. Would, yeah. I, I no Bailey either. Um, right. I thought we I thought we would at least get the return of one of those women, uh, especially with Alexa and all the therapy session crap that they're doing on Raw, which is god awful. But I mean, I, I thought that that was all building up to her returning inside of the Rumble. Right. Well, I'll, I'll, do, I'll do one better actually, Jago. On the men's side, we didn't even get good old. Prince Devitt himself, Finn Balor, either. Where the fuck is he, bro? What's going uh, on there? And uh, he's been coming out lately in interviews, pretty much saying he's not happy. Yeah. What do you, know you, know you think? Well, he's come out and said about the politics. He goes, I don't politic. Maybe I'm not politicking right. I guess he, he ain't. And he's pretty much come out and said he doesn't talk to Vince, doesn't like talking with Vince. And that might be an issue, clearly. Well, I, I thought it, to me, the one that got me with Finn Balor, and, and he's exactly right, when he made the comment of when he went back to NXT that yeah. NXT was more like Broadway Absolutely. and WWE is more like Hollywood, and he prefers Broadway. I thought that entertainment and pro wrestling, bro. I thought that was incredibly <laughs> right. telling right there. Absolutely. But I've also heard that they are terrified that Prince Devitt is going to leave and show up on AEW television. And they don't want that. They See, don't I'm s- that. I'm so confused with this company. Did they not release 200 or so wrestlers? Right. Yeah. But there's not 200 or so wrestlers that have the history with a lot of the talent inside of AEW that Prince Devitt has, that could be a potential needle mover because you know, it's like the second Prince Devitt walks out on AEW Dynamite. He's been used better than he was inside of the WWE. In the in the eyes of the fans, they would be wrong, but that's the way that it would be perceived. Dude, especially if they use his New Japan theme. You know, and I'm pretty sure he owns the rights to that theme, the New Japan. Yep. I'm pretty sure because he used it pre-New Japan and on the independence, that real hard sort of techno sort of song. Yep. Dude, I would fucking go crazy. If I heard that. That that theme alone destroys his WWE theme right now, like for me anyway. And I would so lose it, bro. I would love to see that. And knowing AEW, they'll definitely buy the rights to that freaking tune. 
for him to use, man. And I hope he does leave. I mean, fuck WWE right now for him. They're treating him like shit. You know Uh, what I mean? Edge and Beth versus Miz and Maurice is not even worth talking about. Please, Uh, let's just skip. I I, I plan on it. But there was one (laughs) other match that I want to talk about before we wrap up this week. Absolutely. And and that's Becky Lynch and Piper Nibbett. Um, I, I, I refuse to call her Dewdrop. I think that is just Dewdrop. the dumbest, <laughs> dumbest name ever. But I, I think last night was a real turning point in Piper Nevin's career. Um, I've always been pretty high on Piper Nevin. I feel like she has a chance of becoming a Daniel Bryan character. And, and I say that in the respect Ooh. that... Fans are going to look and see what they're doing to Piper Niven and they're going to rally behind her because she's really good at what she does. And she I think good. And, and I think this was the match of the night. I really believe this was the best match of the night. It just happened that it came after the women's rumble match and everybody was freaking tired. Oh, absolutely. Guest. The, the, the crowd was flat, but I like technically wrestled the story that they told I think this was the best matchup of the night. And I feel like Piper got over even in the loss against Becky Lynch. And I feel like people are going to rally behind Piper and turn her baby face. And they're going to be forced to push her because she's so different than everybody else on the roster. And that's what people are going to connect with. Well, that's the positive thing actually. And why she's actually, actually marketable in many ways, because she's different. Mm-hmm. There's no one else like her, actually, and, and that's a good thing. But in saying that, Jago, I'm actually the total opposite of what you just said. Really? I thought, even though on my review show on the PWC, I did give this match a B, a B minus, right? But I felt it was still the weakest match of the card, though. Really? Really? <laughs> I mean, really. Why? I feel- what, what did you dislike about the match? It was a Piper Niven match, and I don't think it translates well with these type of fan base. I didn't mind. I told you, I gave it a B, right? But but clearly, Becky Lynch had to sort of go down to Piper's level, if you know what I'm saying. And hey, man, she's good. I know her history in the independent scene. See, now, I felt I the why- other way. I felt like Piper raised up to Becky's level, not Becky dropping down to Piper's level. Well, there was a couple of botches, man. First of all, that splash... She literally splashed big time Bex, dude. I mean, you know, she was winded. It almost did seem like there was a, a company memo that went out that was like, "We want you guys to be stiff tonight. We want it. We yeah. want it to look good out there." Because I mean, up and down the card, I felt like people it's were true. stiffing each other left and right. Like it felt like a really snug show all the way around. WB, yeah, the biggest contradictions on this planet, dude. And and it blows my mind because they fuck with you. You know what I mean? They really fuck with you. I don't know what this company is sometimes. You think, and there was a lot of child-friendly crap too, like during the actual broadcast, if you know what I mean, which is cool. Don't get me wrong. But again, it sends a wrong message. Yet I heard a lot of the wrestlers actually dropping F-bombs during their matches, which is funny too. You know know what I mean? One of the things that really irritates the shit out of me when it comes to professional wrestling What's is that? when people are like, well, what about the kids? <laughs> I'm sorry. At, at what point did we decide that pro wrestling needs to be marketed to children? Because there's the money, only bro. been 
there's been one promoter over the course of all of professional wrestling history that marketed pro wrestling to children, and that's Vince McMahon. And suddenly Absolutely. we feel like that's the standard. Like pro wrestling's always been marketed to children. The fuck it has. The Look, fuck it, it Japanese pro wrestling never marketed to children. ECW never marketed to children. <laughs> WCW never marketed to children. AEW never. TNA never. I mean, Ring of Honor never. Like no wrestling promotion has ever been marketed towards children. Other than WWE. And yet well, somehow people just pretend like, well, AEW isn't catering to the children. Hold well, on no shit. It's, an it's, a, it's a show about grown-ass adults fighting each other. It's not supposed to be marketed to children. You're right. Spot on. Although they're a bit of a facade to WWE. They say that. And then they're, but they're, there's they're a lot of things. age is 52. But, right. Absolutely. That's a fact. But funny enough, WWE is also the only promotion that can get away with the most fucked up shit. And when I say that, I'm talking about, you know, remember like with the Muhammad Hassan character, yeah. I loved it. I was all for it. But damn, maybe it was a bit too early to, to have someone like Muhammad Hassan. And the guy was getting over. He was great. It's not his fault. The guy was Italian, for Christ's sake. He wasn't even yeah. Arab. Yeah. No even victim he, of his own. Right. And it's not his fault. He was, right. But he was that fucking good, man. Uh, like, for real. Agreed. But it's just very touchy. It's the same kind of scenario now. They they do like Gunter, all right, or Gunter, whatever you want to call him. Freaking, I see, I forgot his name already. Walter, right? I'm, I'm, I'm very disappointed that Walter wasn't inside of the Royal Rumble match because the spot that I was most looking forward to in this Rumble, I didn't get. I was oh, waiting for the great. I was waiting for the first time that Walter chopped Randy Orton because <laughs> that's going to be the end of that shit. The first oh, time man. that happens, that's going to be the end of that shit. I would love to see it. a Brock Walter match too, man. I think that would be just, oh, Walter. See, WB, and this has always been an issue. If it's not their creation, and I understand why they changed his name, my problem is, and it's the same with Piper Niven, right? She was Piper Niven on WB UK the whole time for mm -hmm. years, right? She was always known as that. And then she gets onto the main roster and suddenly she's do drop. What the fuck is dewdrop even mean? Does it mean shit? You want like me to tell you drop? what it means? I can tell you it, what it means. After watching that match last night, I know exactly what it means now. What is it? Bonsai. Look at when she pins <laughs> Becky Lynch and the way that she is framed Earthquake. on the camera. <laughs> yeah. She's double D. Oh, no. No, don't. That's what so it is. Dewdrop. She's a double D. Yeah, with a stomach, right? No, with her tits, Jimmy. With Bullshit. her tits. She's Bullshit. a double D. That's why they call her Dewdrop. Because Bruce <laughs> Pritchard and it. Vince McMahon want to look at them. Big double D titties. Oh, yeah. I said on my we'll show, this it, is Bruce we, Pritchard. We, we, we got to call her something that's 100%. D, D. It has to be a double D name so that everybody looks at her big fat tits. That's so what they're going for. That's why just, they call her fucking Dewdrop. It, it, it outrages Just like me, BB dude. back in the day on during the Attitude Era. Absolutely. Big breasts. Yep. <laughs> Remember that? Absolutely. Oh, man. If that's the case, man, she reminds me. You know who she's a hybrid of? John Tenta and Yokozuna, bro. Earthquake, Yokozuna. She works. And the parts of Vader, too. She works was, like a big was, man, legit. And Kevin Owens. Like, I feel like she's the yeah. female Kevin Owens. Well, she does cannonballs. So, yeah. Absolutely. Well, I mean, just not your typical body type, but right. just you know, like but Kevin Owens ain't that big. 
He's not you know anymore. I mean? He's lost. No, he's a lot. lost a lot of weight. But, but he I mean, was never like that body type, though. Like, if you get my drift. But you never saw Kevin Owens getting blown up. You never saw like no. Kevin she was o- getting blown up, bro. I mean, just like stamina wise, athletically, she was breathing heavily. I mean, she was like well, she I was mean, getting anxiety. She was gassed by the hard. moment. I think, bro. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. But even during her entrance, she was literally huffing and puffing big time. I Wasn't felt like she was getting gassed by the- my god. Oh Melina my god! Freaking tears. Oh, oh my Christ. god! It's so typical, too, bro. Oh, yeah. So I will never forget Morrison, sorry, Nitro, being the biggest cuck in WWE history, bro. Yep. True story. Melina and Batista, anyone? Yep. Totally. (laughs) Yeah, man. I mean, good on her. And yes, she hasn't disappeared. She's been doing her thing for quite a while now in NWA and and other independents. And also, she was managing fucking big cast. But, um, yeah, legit. And, um, yeah, but, She's so, she's not as good as she used to look. She, I'm impressed she can still do the splits. Good on her. But damn, that ass has put on a few pounds, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> You're not wrong. Jimmy T, anything down. else that you want to talk about on this week's show, man? I, I We're actually over about 10 minutes here. Damn, we are too. And I could still talk about this shit because there's a lot to, to, to actually break down. But no, nah, man, I think uh, that covers it. But if you want to find me, you can find me on Twitter at DJ Mass Effects and at PWC Network. And also like and subscribe right here at the blow off on at markmedia.com, channelattitude.com, and Hamin Media Group. And not Jago, most there you importantly. Go. There you That's go. right. I don't even have to give my Twitter handle anymore. I just put it in <laughs> super. So you can find me on, on social media at not Jargo. Probably some big stuff coming up in here in the next uh, couple weeks. Uh, so we will attempt to talk to you next week for an all new blow off. Assuming that Jimmy's not off doing more uh, music videos with Dan Housen. Uh, he, he kept me hostage, bro. I hate him for it. I mean, it he, is what it is. He Look is, at the China he gave me. He is very, quick. very good. Very evil. I'm going to get you shits Housen. That's the end of the show, Housen. We'll talk to you next week, Housen, here for an all-new edition of the Blow-Off, Housen. See ya! Peace, Housen. Uh...